I'm going to go awkwardly do something real quick, and I'll be right back. <laughs> You'll need to see this Jesus today. Make sure it's really there, and I'll make sure to block the path for Isaiah later so that when he comes out with the cross, maybe he stumbles. That'll be fun for us. <laughs> Good morning, friends. My name is John Crawford. I am a member of our volunteer staff here at the table, and what that means, along with many of the people at volunteer staff, is I do a bunch of really random things, and it changes from season to season. Who knows what I'm going to do? Uh, one of those things is I get to help prepare the booklet and do some administrative things uh, on staff, and I also every few months get to proclaim good news to us in this space, in this way. So friends, today, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let's proclaim some good news. It's Transfiguration Sunday, y'all, and we're just going to jump right in. There are two bits of good news today. The first is what a wild and wonderful thing that the transfiguration reveals that in the face of Jesus, we come to know God, and that this ruler of all is exactly who we had come to know him as in the Gospels. And second, if you don't know what to do with that today, or do with that during Lent, it's okay. It's okay. Because whatever response you mutter, proclaim, or cling with is good enough. Now, towards this first bit, this king of the universe glowing on a mountain is revealing that in fact God is just like Jesus and it is the same Jesus that we have come to know up until this point and today I'm going to be referencing this icon quite a bit so if you can't see it maybe you're in the back uh, if you want to look it up on your phone or if you're one of our friends joining us online I don't know how well you can see this uh, you can look up uh, y'all I'm about to say a Greek word Here's the deal about Greek. Everybody who knows Greek tells you there's a right way to do it, and everybody else who knows Greek says there's another right way to say it. If you're a Greek in here and I offend you, I'm sorry, get over it. I'm just going to try a way that I found it, and we're going to go for it. But uh, it is uh, Christ Pantocrator Sinai. Anybody cringing? Anybody cringing? All right. So uh, you can find it by Googling Christ Pantocrator Sinai, and it'll pop up. This icon still has a good bit of mystery behind it for its exact history and origin, but this believed to be 6th century icon is understood by many to show two united natures of Christ, one side divine and the other human, all together in one Christ. Then the word pantocrator, it's the last time I'll say it, so if you're cringing, it's the last time. It can be taken literally as ruler of all, and this icon, then, is evoking the thoughts, just like Transfiguration invites us into this morning, of exactly who it is that is the ruler of all. And part of what I truly love about this icon, granted, through my modern, more vain uh, lens, is that while it shows clear differences between the divine nature and human nature, neither side individually, and especially together, are all together, they, they don't make a Calvin Klein model. Right? It's like a little, like, what's going on here? I'm not so sure. It's not like the perfect image of, like, male beauty that we kind of hold on to. Uh, I think many of us, if we had hired a portrait person, and if this is what they sent us back, we'd be looking at some of our closest friends and going, like, is this what I look like? <laughs> I need you to be really honest with me. <laughs> right? Yet, the beauty for me is in that this ruler of all is actually very human. 
not just this icon, but the actual person of Jesus. Very normal in the way that most of us are normal in this room. We are us, with differences and scars and beauty and all of it. This icon then, showing Jesus as ruler of all in this way, invites us into one of the more marvelous gifts of the transfiguration. It is the good news that in the face of Christ, this face, God's glory is revealed. And the transfiguration didn't make that face look any more like Ryan Gosling. I think we might be tempted to view the transfiguration as a revealing of who God actually is, right? The the transfiguration shows that Jesus really is perfect, we just didn't know it yet. As if the person who walked up the mountain of our gospel passage today was Jesus' light, like a half version. And now the disciples get to really see what's happening, as if this icon behind me walked up the mountain, had a glow up, and now there's a miscongeniality reveal that's happening. That's not what's happening. And in the transfiguration, part of what we receive is that it is this exact same Jesus that we have come to know in every gospel reading leading up to this point that is transfigured. The clothes are glowing, the clouds are talking, but it is still this Jesus here. It's not an undercover boss reveal all of a sudden, but it is precisely this Jesus, the one who said, let the children come the one who sat with the woman at the well, the one who will turn over tables and weep over Jerusalem, it is this Jesus, church, who is the ruler of all. It is this Jesus who is the king of the universe. The transfiguration then reveals this truth and invites us to just simply respond. This reality, this is what Paul's saying, that the light of the knowledge of God's glory is in the face of Jesus Christ. This face, obviously not this face exactly, right? But it's this face, this normal Jesus. This wonderful, totally human, totally God face that we know and love. Beloved, God is indeed just like Jesus, and that doesn't change Jesus. The transfiguration shines light on what exactly it is, this Jesus, who is the king of the universe. The good news is, it's okay to not know what to do with that. You are invited simply to respond and find yourself in communion with the ruler of all. So what do we do? How does this realization help us respond in Lent, help us embody something in Lent? Our text today reveal multiple people that responded and didn't really know exactly what to do as they responded, right? Maybe you don't know exactly what to do with it either, or maybe gasp you don't know the perfect thing to fast for Lent yet. Can I post to you that it's okay? You don't need a perfect response. You can just simply respond. So we're going to take a quick note about how, how sometimes we personify people in the Bible in the way that they respond, and we begin to kind of like judge in these things, and then we'll circle back to how Elisha and Peter respond. Often, I think we paint characters in certain stories of the Bible by either we overvalorize them Uh, We, like, really hype up what they did, or we treat them really unkindly and unfairly. For overvalorizing, we take David dancing naked in worship, we write worship songs about doing the same, and then we say that true worship is to do exactly this. Now, if you don't know that reference, you missed out on a little gem of evangelical culture, and you might be better off for it. (laughs) 
Or the other side of that is I think we unfairly give people a really hard time. We call Peter an idiot for denying Jesus. We mock Thomas's faith for simply showing doubt, denying Jesus. We kind of go to these polarities with these people, right? I think in many cases, neither of those are fair or good. And in light of these tendencies, and in light that it is this Jesus who is ruler of all, I think we look at Elisha and Peter a little differently. What if Elisha is just responding to others in a potentially angry, short little outburst, clinging to his mentor slash prophet, and it makes this huge ask for more spirit. And what if that's just a response? It could, that any response that could have been made to the craziness he was experiencing. This guy has seen the wildest stuff happen, just crossed another dry river, and you know, casual chariots of fire from heaven. Maybe he responded in not the right way. Maybe he responded uh, in like the right way, exactly. Or maybe he just simply responded. Our gospel passage then gives us this exact grace for Peter, James, and John. It literally says, he said this because he didn't know how to respond. For the three of them were terrified. Makes sense. Last year, Mallory preached some wonderful good news about why they, they couldn't stay there on the mountain, like what couldn't happen. And I encourage you to go listen to that. There's some good news and an invitation in that. But for today, we're going to stay in just this moment and just this response. And want to give us permission to just stay right there in that immediate moment of glowing Jesus, this Jesus glowing, a hoped-for savior from empire, glowing with the prophets they had spent their lives integrating these stories into their lives with. And he just responds. He just responds. Because that's what, what else do you do? I don't know. <laughs> right? I say all this to say, friends, that maybe this week, in light of the transfiguration good news, that it is this Jesus who is the king of the universe, that maybe whatever response you mutter or muster is good enough simply because it is a response. There are no shoulds, there are no ought tos. Maybe you can just receive. As the disciples were meant to be encouraged, our collect reminds us that to be empowered for the days to come, may you just receive that this ruler of all is with you and you can respond. If you don't know exactly the right way, that's okay. I'm gonna invite you into some things today, but those are just that, they're just invitations. They're no shoulds. So whether your response today is to leave and dance naked or don't, maybe don't. Try to set up tabernacles. Maybe it's to have doubts and angry questions. Maybe it's to fight state legislative injustice. Maybe it's just to live another day with disease. Or just simply take Eucharist, make Eucharist. It's all a response that moves you towards and closer into communion. And it's a good response. You can simply trust today that Christ, who came to proclaim good news to the poor, gives sight to the blind, this Jesus who sees and touches those who are diseased, who gives women voice, this exact Jesus that we love in these gospel stories, it is this Jesus who is the ruler of all, beloved. And you are free to respond to that in whatever way makes sense for you today.
So I want to invite you this morning. One, it's just to make Eucharist with us. This Jesus and this normal bread, as it'll be held up, behold what you are, become what you receive. This normal bread, this normal Jesus, this is the ruler of all that you can come and participate in communion with as we make Eucharist together. Maybe as Peter is just responding to these prophets that he adores and to the Messiah, hoping that he will indeed deliver his people. He's come and ready to deliver. Maybe you respond by praying for justice where it is needed or even acting upon it in this Lent. That is just a response, asking that this ruler of all will deliver justice. <laughs> Lastly, I invite you to release yourself from the shoulds this Lent. I had a friend uh, wrote and commented that maybe Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday being the same is kind of a great thing. Weird. Maybe it's great. There's something about the both-and-ness of this, that Ash Wednesday is always meant to bring us into the fullness of what life experiences. It includes death. And when love and death are just the same thing in the same day, all equally a part of life together, maybe that's an invitation to us to just, okay, what do we do with that? And however you respond to that this Ash Wednesday, it's good, because it's a response. You're invited into that, because there's a king of the universe that is with you every step of the way. Beloved, God is indeed just like Jesus, and that doesn't change Jesus. The transfiguration does not reveal a held-back Jesus, but a fullness that is exactly this Jesus, who is the king of the universe. And the good news is, it's okay to not know what to do with that. Whether you cling, build tents, feel joy, or contemplate death, come and respond today in this Lent and find yourself in communion with the King of the universe. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit.